Hello, I'm Michael Hasted, and you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, bringing you interviews and news relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, which are either in English or where language is no problem. We cover Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. It's all about art this week. We're in Rotterdam to see a remarkable exhibition of Canadian art. And we're back in Delft for the welcome return of Kunstkammer after a two-year break caused by Covid. But we start in Ryswijk, a very pretty town squeezed between Delft and The Hague. It has a beautiful museum, which is the home of two important international exhibitions. The Paper Biennale alternates with the Textile Biennale, which has just opened. I met the museum's director, Arnoud van Alst, and I asked him how a relatively small museum in a relatively small town found itself mounting such prestigious exhibitions. Well, it's a tradition uh, that's been here for, for many, many years already, and we, we build it up, I guess. Um, we have a, a big audience that knows about this, and uh, they come back every year uh, uh, curious about what we uh, came up with uh, this time. Because I think this year is quite different. I think that bef well, before, text textile especially has been, has been, I don't know, what can you say, soft. Mm. There's been lots of macrame and there's been a lot of um, patchwork and things like this. But, but this year, it, you could come in and, and you, it wouldn't actually strike you immediately that it's textile, although there is textile involved in all the work. Yeah. And we're standing by, I think, the biggest work in the exhibition, which is bottles. It's a, a hundreds, thousands of, of bot wine bottles, I suppose, covered in very colourful cloth, sort of African, I suppose. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is a big work. It's one of the biggest work uh, in the show. Uh, it's made by Marcel Pinas, uh, an artist from Suriname. And uh, the cloth is not actually not African, it's, uh, it's Dutch, but it was used by the Maron people in uh, Suriname. Uh, those were uh, uh, ascendants from uh, uh, slaves. And uh, the tradition was that they used to uh, put uh, food in the, in the bottles. And uh, while they were escaping, from uh, their um, uh, slavery, they took, that was the only thing they could take, and so they put food in the bottle and they wrapped it with these uh, cloths um, to keep the sun from uh, spoiling the food. Because it looks, it looks like a crowd, it looks like a huge, huge crowd of, of I suppose, women, because they're yeah, heads yeah, are the, it, it, it so they suddenly became uh, people. Mm. They're not bottles anymore, now they're wrapped, and they look like people gathering or fleeing or... I mean, it's huge. It's what, about yeah. four meters by three meters? Yeah, it's huge. It's uh, 2,850 bottles wow. wrapped by our volunteers. Oh, he didn't do it himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. He's a, he's a famous artist, so uh, he, he had his uh, personnel. So I suppose the more famous you get, the more people yeah. get working for yeah, you and the less exactly. work you do. Um, right, now, right next to that is, I suppose, the, the fun piece of the show, which is a fox. Yes. And it's a fox with a more or less human body, and he's very brightly dressed, and he's carrying a, a very shiny gold automatic pistol. What's all that about? Oh, and a, and a Blackberry phone in the other hand. Yeah, this is a work by Yinka Shonibare. He's an artist from London. 
and uh, he dresses his uh, figures, mainly animals, in very bright, these are African fabrics, but they're made in the Netherlands also. Uh, they're Vlisco fabrics, they're very famous because the whole continent of Africa buys their fabrics. And this piece is about uh, uh, the, the question whether hunting is uh, appropriate or not, and that we uh, are still doing it, but is it necessary for our food consumption, or is it a bad thing? Well, we, we just ask these questions. Do you have fox hunting in, in, in Holland? Yeah, it's not as big as in England, I guess. But no, I mean, it's almost a national sport. But it I was mean, a national so sport. so many foxes, but... Uh, not now. No. <laughs> Right, moving on. This is a good one as well. This is the whole wall, which is, I suppose, about six, seven meters long. And covering it are cloth bags, which are full of something. Yeah. And standing on cabinets in front of it are various sort of towels and tea towels and things. Mm -hmm. What's this one? Yeah, this is a work by Maria Ikonomopoulou. She's a Greek artist who lives in the Netherlands. This is a, a tradition of uh, storing food in the Greek society. Oh, yeah, because there is a, a subtitle to this show, isn't there? Food for Thought. Food for Thought, So, yeah. so everything in the show is, uh, is related to textile and food. So th these are all little bags made of old tea towels, old uh, uh, cloth uh, that used to uh, hang in, in the Greek uh, kitchen. And this, people still do that. And uh, uh, on the front, you see old uh, fabrics, uh, all coming from her family, from her mother or from her grandmother, her grandmother's mother. They go uh, to the next generation. And- uh, The trousseau, I think it's called. Sorry? The trousseau is what a young woman has yeah, that well, she takes with her when yeah, she gets married, yeah, things exactly. like that. Uh, yeah. And from the old ones, they make uh, bags and they store food in it, beans, rice, uh, pasta, anything. And they hang them on the wall like that? And they hang it on the wall in their kitchen, yeah. Oh, this is a very foody one, isn't it? This is a, uh, looks like a menu outside a takeaway restaurant or something. Yeah, this one I really like. It's, uh, it's made by Benjamin Lee. He's an artist uh, living in uh, The Hague. Um, he is researching his own uh, history, his family history. He, uh, his parents had a, were immigrants and they had a, a Chinese restaurant in the Netherlands, like many Chinese uh, people uh, did. And he was confronted by a TV uh, show, a jury member uh, at the talent show uh, calling a Chinese participant number 39 with rice which was a complete racist thing to say. And that made him think of his uh, background and that's how he started to research. So he made these artworks uh, themed by the number 31 with rice. So he traveled all over the Netherlands to find the third number 31 with rice in every Chinese restaurant. He collected the data, blah, blah, blah. So, so what, what it is in fact, it's a, it's a towel, heated towel rail from a, from a bathroom. Yeah. And draped over it is a cloth, which is yeah, like, a towel. like yeah. a towel. And yeah. printed on that towel yeah. Yeah. is a, a, a picture of a Chinese meal, chicken yeah, something or other. It's not always that number, though, is it? <laughs> well, mostly it is, actually. Is it? Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay, let's go upstairs. Yeah. Right, we're now coming to the old part of the museum, the old house, and we're going across a glass bridge. And we're now 
in the old part which is much older nice marble fireplace there um, right now the first impression you get when you come in here is that hanging from the ceiling are what half a dozen five six nets I suppose covered in tickets what's that yes that's uh, a piece by Hanneri Visser she's a South uh, African uh, artist uh, she is very much involved in community art she works with uh, different uh, old uh, fishing uh, villages that uh, became unemployed and she is trying to uh, help the community survive so collecting all these fishing nets and restoring them and turning them into bags or all kinds of new items uh, she is uh, giving the women ma ma mainly a new job in the village and that's how the village is so, so what, are, what, surviving. Are, what are all the tickets on there the tickets are recipes old uh, South African recipes from the women who work on the restoration of the and the reuse of the nets and uh, yeah this oh, they're all fish recipes they're all fish recipes yeah because that's their tradition because they're all old fishing uh, villages fishing communities and this is how what they exchange with each other that's it's part of their culture and behind that there's a a oval table covered in a white cloth so the tablecloth is uh, above the the plates uh, people are it's a, it's a performance actually it's a result of the performance uh, people are invited four people are invited who don't know each other uh, they get their favorite food because they they told the artist what their favorite food was in advance and they're being served uh, at the table and they start to talk about a social topic or about food and um, it's being recorded so when the installation is on you hear the conversation that belongs to this piece and uh, the the remains of the food are being uh, conserved and then it'll be exposed and I there will be more dinners uh, during the textile biennial so would, the, the piece is growing i would think i would think it's a prerequisite of the people who take part that they have very bad manners and are yes, very messy eaters or you can say it was a very pleasant evening because <laughs> a lot of wine was spilled and uh, yes it's, a, it's certainly a mess somebody will have to clear that up <laughs> right now into one of the the side rooms now this is a big ah this now here's this is textile this is a big black well, i suppose it's wool hanging from the yeah, ceiling wool and thread and felt so but this is this is more like the old textile yeah, this, yeah, yeah 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 but but it's also it has also a, an interesting story because it's all uh, different pots and if you listen there's all these gnawing eating smacking yes. sounds coming from the pots so the pots are also eating and it's about who is this by this is by uh, Sonia Kabalt yes I can hear a very strange sound it's where is it it's coming from the yeah, so it's alive actually it's alive yes it's it's thousands these of are all sounds from the BBC archives they have uh, sounds uh, of animals eating and those sounds are inside the artwork. And here is some more fishy things. This is again a huge table, 
about three meters by a meter and a half with a tablecloth, which is fish. Is it embroidered? Or? It's embroidered. It's made in the textile museum in Tilburg. Those are the only uh, craftsmen who can who can do that actually. Um, and this this title is uh, a very well known quote from uh, Marie Antoinette: uh, "If they don't eat bread, uh, why don't they eat cake?" But this is fish. But this this is all, not only fish; it's also meat and vegetables and all kinds of. It's like a, a huge amount of food and 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 asking about uh, asking the question uh, about our consumption. Was this all done by hand or was it to no, a it's computer? No, done by a machine. So it's a it's a design uh, translated by a computer, and uh, it's an extremely complicated uh, technique to to get this uh, result. So the, the, the Textile Museum in Tilburg is, is the only place in the world, I think, that can do this. Okay. And this is a Textile Biennale and it runs until? It runs until the 16th of January 2022. And highly recommended. It's almost worth coming for the museum itself because it's a beautiful building, it's got a beautiful garden, and if the sun is shining, you can sit outside and have a coffee. That was Arnoud van Alst, director of Museum Rijswijk. Arts Talk Radio Online. With the best will in the world and with no disrespect, Canada could not be described as the sexiest country on earth. It has produced some great singer-songwriters like Joni Mitchell, Neil Young and of course Leonard Cohen and important writers like Margaret Atwood. But as far as the visual arts are concerned, one would be pushed to name any Canadian artist, let alone one of international standing. So it came as a big surprise to see the amazing paintings which were in a show called Magnetic North at the Kunsthal in Rotterdam. I went along to the opening and I spoke to Martina Weinhardt of the Schoen Kunsthalle in Frankfurt, who created the exhibition. This show of Canadian art is, I think, probably the first time many people, most people, will have seen any Canadian art, and I think most people would be very pushed to name a Canadian artist. So can you give me a bit of the background about how this exhibition came about? It's very interesting because the Group of Seven is the most famous artistic group in Canada. Um, children know Picasso and the Group of Seven, and in Europe they are completely unknown. So. I was like 10 years ago, I was traveling Canada by invitation of the Canadian uh, Embassy in, in Berlin and I came across uh, the wonderful Thompson collection at the Art Gallery of Ontario in Toronto and I saw an incredible space with these arctic um, landscapes by Lauren Harris, all the Rocky Mountains. Um, and. To me it looked like fantastic conceptual painting, very minimalistic and it reminded me a little bit to Georgia O'Keeffe. I think that the Lauren Harris are the ones that really are outstanding in this exhibition. Yeah, Lauren Harris's work is really outstanding. Um, we organized the whole show at a theme show in a way to introduce the main topics of the Group of Seven, but we also singled out three artists who to us are the most important. Lauren Harris is one of them. Tom Thompson, who's like the poster boy of Canadian landscape paintings. He drowned very legendary in early age, and uh, so he's kind of this rock star uh, painter in, in Canada. 
who's everyone's looking at his work and he was very um, drawn to nature. He worked as a fire ranger uh, in the Algonquin Park and as a guide. So he was very close to nature and brought that to his paintings. But um, the third artist, the only very important woman artist of this time, Emily Carr. Her later works are really very uh, sensitive uh, to nature. She was drawn to the forest, to the woods. She was, uh, the group of seven is from Toronto, Emily Carr from, from British Columbia. And so these three artists are probably the most important artists. But they're not known in Europe at all. I mean, are any of these paintings in European galleries? Very rarely, I would say. Which is a pity, because it really is an eye-opener. I mean, some of the paintings are really incredible. I mean, I particularly like the, the Lauren Harris, and it's, it's the ice ones, but there's also some very good um, industrial ones. Well, we have two, um, say, sections or chapter, if you will, in the show uh, that are stepping a little back from the idea of the uh, wilderness painting which is a myth anyway and so we have two chapters uh, entitled mining and um, logging around industrialized landscape and we all have this idea of Canada uh, we traveling through wilderness from coast to coast and everything's wonderful and wild but that wasn't even true at that time and um, the Group of Seven did a great deal to kind of uh, promote this, this idea. But they had rare paintings dealing with logging and mining as well. And uh, you mentioned Lauren Harris, particularly interesting. He was trained in Berlin and you can tell from, from his um, paintings uh, on industrialized uh, landscape, mining towns particularly, that he's very familiar with expressionistic painting or even more familiar with expressionist film. You can see reflexes of that. Mm. But I, I find that he is almost the, the most original. I think there are a, a lot of I mean, pictures which are very derivative, whether it's the, the French Impressionists or whether it's uh, the Blauwright or whatever. But I find his, especially his, the, the ice paintings very original. Lauren Harris, very original. I mean, they all started to create a specific Canadian painting, but you can tell from all the paintings they are, they are very familiar with European painting, with the history of, from Impressionist to Expressionist, you are Art Nouveau, you see all these influences. But, but they are all Canadian. They are unmistakably Canadian, and sure, they, they are Canadian in that sense, but they are related to Canadian landscape. Um, you are very fond of Lauren Harris, but I really want to point out that Emily Carr is just as original as mm. Lauren Harris, as are the sketches of Tom Thompson. They are far more modern than his executed larger um, paintings, and, and I'm, I'm really very fond of, of these three um, artist that we singled out. Mm. No, it's, I mean, it's a very impressive, impressive exhibition. How long has it taken you to put it all together? Oh, I actually, we worked a long time on this show before it opened, I think, three years or something like that. And maybe lost a year because of COVID. We lost a year. We had to postpone it and postpone it again. 
Uh, it was supposed to open uh, alongside uh, the book fair uh, in, in autumn uh, 2020 because Canada was the uh, guest of honor at the Frankfurt Book Fair and uh, the show was designed to go along with that but at the end of the day we, we, op we opened or better not opened mm. in February <laughs> and um, yeah it was a lot of postponing that was very annoying but I'm very happy that we are able to open it he now here in Rotterdam. Okay well thanks very much for that and I'm sure that people will be very enlightened when they come and see it. Thank you. Yeah. That was Martina Weinhardt of the Schirn Kunsthalle in Frankfurt talking to me about the exhibition Magnetic North, Imagining Canadian Painting 1910-1940, which runs at the Kunsthalle in Rotterdam until the 9th of January next year. Highly recommended, and you'll never think of Canada in the same way again. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk magazine, dot NL. One Delft institution that's been sadly missing for the past year and a half has been Kunstkammer, which is held in a private 16th century house on the city's most beautiful canal. For two weekends every year, Covid permitting, the ground floor of number 210 out of Delft is turned into a gallery. I'm Simone Haag from the Terra Delft Gallery. And my name is uh, Ramon Dijkgraaf and I'm the owner of Oude Delft 210 and um, my profession is gynaecology but I'm organising together with uh, Joke and Simone from Terra Delft, uh, the Kunstkamer. If you could explain very simply what the Kunstkamer is. Kunstkamer is a two years exhibition in a house, in a very nice house. Um, so you see the art um, surrounded in a, in a normal uh, daily life. And it's your house, Ramon. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, well, uh, I'm a passenger for this house, I think, but it's a very old house. It's uh, from the 15th uh, century, uh, so it's old and it has a lot of old details. And uh, yeah, we like uh, the old buildings and the arch architecture. And uh, we did a restoration. Uh, it took us uh, like uh, eight years to do the fully restoration of the, of the house. And now it's with... Um, hand-painted um, wall covering and it makes it a very uh, it's like a fairy tale when you're walking around here and uh, when you fill it with uh, art it makes it more complete i think but it's already filled with art because you're a collector i think yes that's true um, i like art we uh, my partner and i uh, like art very much and we start collecting now for yeah i think 20 years already um, and that was also um, the link with uh, Joke and Simona Fonterre when they had their uh, jubileum exposition, 30 years anniversary. 30 years anniversary. Yes. We were uh, in, a, in a route, in an art uh, route. There were several houses in Delft open and filled uh, with
with uh, with an exhibition of ceramics, mostly ceramics. And uh, our house was very popular in that uh, route. So people were talking around uh, in the city and telling to each other, you have to go to Outer Delft 210. And that was also the moment then when we uh, talked afterwards about the exhibition that maybe we should uh, do something with this that is so successful. So maybe we have to do a new exhibition. And that was the time that the Kunstkamer was born. And Simona, you have um, a gallery Delft, which is a permanent gallery selling uh, ceramics and things. Tell me about that, Matt. Um, the gallery ex- uh, started in 1986, and we are specialised on uh, contemporary ceramics. And uh, I think it's quite unique to have a gallery only um, specialised on ceramics. And we are representing about 60 potters, ceramicists from mostly Europe, but also from China, from Japan. Because I think uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, let's say this is the, this is the first Kunstkammer in, in, in two years because you were cancelled and postponed because of because of you know what. But I think the the last show you had planned was a big big um, exhibition of stuff from China, and that has to be, had to be postponed. So, what exactly are you showing this time? It's um, about four artists from the Netherlands and just one from UK because we cannot do a Chinese exhibition now because the Chinese cannot go to Europe and uh, so we decided we postponed postponed the exhibition uh, from last year to now and uh, there are two painters Lotte van Lieshout and Jorn van Leeuwen and there is a famous uh, sculptural um, Jeroen Henneman from Amsterdam and two ceramic artists Caroline Smit also quite famous and yeah for me she's the top and uh, Peter Beard from England. And how do you go about finding these work it's not an open submission is it you, you go around looking for it all? Yeah, most of the time uh, we uh, have two or three artists from uh, Terra Delft who are participating in the exhibition and mostly two or three artists from outside. Um, And we are scouting at several art fairs. Uh, We are looking uh, to art uh, at other exhibitions. And then we take contact with the artist and uh, invite him or her to participate in the exhibition here. But now at this moment we are well we are not well known maybe not yet but uh, there are it's now working the other way around so artists also getting in contact with us asking if they can participate in our exhibition thanks very much for that Simona and Ramon and the Kunstkammer is at your house at 210 Outer Delft in Delft and it is on the weekend of the 18th and uh, 19th September and the doors are open from 11 uh, Uh, in the morning until seven uh, in the evening and you can just turn up you don't have to wear a mask or have a certificate that you've had vaccinations no but we ask at the door if you have been vaccinated or you can show a negative pcr test that was simona hack and raymond dycraft two of the organizers of kunstkammer in delft Well, I'm afraid we've come to the end of another edition of Arts Talk Radio. We'll be back in a week or so with some more interesting people to talk to. And in the meantime, if you have any comments we'd like to hear from you, please leave them in the comments box below. 
My name is Michael Hasted, and so until the next time, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye.